0: Welcome to Rooted and Robust Podcast.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to Rooted and Robust Podcast. My name is Ozzyoma Anyoji and this is another episode that you would absolutely love. I mean what I'm saying, really. <laughs> so, like you know how we do it on the show, I always have a guest with me every week and we always talk about something amazing, something that will impact you, something that will either in- inspire, inform, or educate you. And today joining me on the show is Esther 18. I am excited because we want to talk about, <laughs> this topic is um, it's exciting and interesting, all right? How do you communicate with your clients when you found them before they hire you, (laughs) All right. So you found your client, you've seen them, but they haven't hired you yet. So how do you keep the communication going? Of course, the end game is to get hired, right? So that's what we'll be talking about today. And Esther is with me on the show. Welcome Esther. Thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure.
1: All right, so who is Esther Choma Itzim? Let's get it off
0: okay, so Okay, so Choma is, Choma is actually my first name. Okay. But, um, and, uh, right, so I actually started out as a writer, uh, as a novelist. Mm-hmm. And so at a time that I started that, so this is after I'd done uni and all that, I wasn't married at the time and so I used my maiden name which is Nanny. and then after that obviously then I released another book but then I hadn't told a lot of people and I think some people still don't know that I'm married and so also because of branding issues I just stuck with the the maiden name for that but then when we decided okay fine this is not the only thing that i do because i do have a company of my own a storytelling company and then i started to notice the kinds of people like really make a decision about the kinds of people that i wanted to help who my target yeah. audience was mm-hmm. i thought hang on why don't we create an uh, you know another brand that will be like, you know, an overarching mm. brand that deals with everything, right? Because yes, I do write fiction, but the fiction is for a very specific kind of person, yes, a very right. specific kind of woman. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, if we do the whole overarching thing, which is, you know, my, my full legal name is Choma Esther Edem Etem, um, but then there's a Choma Nanny brand that does, that writes for a very specific kind of woman. And then mm-hmm. there's the Esther Etem brand, which um caters to somebody else who is also a woman who wants you know a woman in law or media who wants certain kinds of things and so i just decided okay let's deal with that so whenever i go on a podcast or do an interview (laughs) people rarely actually talk to me as myself so the actual legal name so they're, they're actually either talking to Shamanani, the writer, Esther, came the it's coach.
1: A, and the, wow. Yeah, so. <laughs> so... which one are we talking about today?
0: Um, you're talking to Esther. Think... To... <laughs> yeah, you're not going to Esther today.
1: Okay, awesome. <laughs> well, <laughs> amazing. So welcome, Esther. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being here. It's good to have you, really. All right, yes. so um I, I'm not sure you're done with that intro because there is so much ama- amazing things that you still do. I know you're a lawyer, uh, even no, not- I'm not.
0: No, no. I, I'm not a lawyer. I actually, this is the thing. People actually always think I am. I oh. just have two law degrees, but I'm not a lawyer. So you don't, don't become a lawyer. you yeah. No, law. No, I didn't go to law school. Like, I chose not to. So no. I had the law degree. Yeah. So you can have law degrees, but then you have to actually go to law school and pass. Before, before you can be called a lawyer whether or not you're practicing right so and I mean that's in Nigeria um, in the. US you can call yourself a lawyer but if you don't pass the bar, then you're not an attorney it's very complicated like mm.
1: it's weird. Okay. yeah <laughs> okay, all right. All right oh wow. okay, there is so much <laughs> to get into today. but well, then I I, I believe we are just gonna get into um, the topic the business of today right? Um, so yeah. there is something actually very exciting about today's topic. How do you communicate with your ideal clients? Now, you found them, but they haven't hired you, right? So mm. first of all, how do you even find your ideal clients? That's like the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, you found them. They haven't hired you, but for some people that are wanting to even find the ideal client in the first place, what are some of the strategies mm. or tips that you're going to share with them to help them find their ideal clients right
0: okay so i'm gonna say something that i know is a huge buzzword right now on social media and that is personal branding so um yeah that that is the only way the only way that i think you can actually find your ideal client or else you are going to go around in circles and you're just not going to achieve anything. You're going to waste a lot of money. Um, I would say build a pastel brand. And the way that, that, there are four things I would say when you build a pastel brand. And that is one, decide where you are right now, Mm -hmm. how it is that you want to be perceived by people um, and start where you are right now, but then keep an eye on where you want to go to. So of course, but you don't have to behave like somebody who where you are and it's not really it's not about um pretending it's just about standardization right just what kind of people do you want to serve you know take it little by little um um the second thing i would say is don't be Afraid to ask questions. Okay. Um, we do live in a society where people kind of assume that you should know everything. You, uh, you know, saying I don't know makes people laugh at you, and sometimes mm-hmm. the person that's laughing at you does not even know the answer. So <laughs> I don't really understand why. <laughs> um, and then also, don't don't copy anybody. Mm-hmm. Like I always say, if you don't know their motivation their budget and their network you don't know what they're doing no no matter what you think you see right okay fine so say you see me on social media um i opened a social media account six months ago and you see that you know there's lots of comments and posting things about making sales and then one day i post a photo of myself at this really exclusive event i'm wearing this dress that you've you've gauged it costs hundred fifty thousand dollars i'm wearing jewelry what millions of of pounds, and in your head, the first thing that goes to your head is, ah, only six months old, and look, Mm. at I should pivot from what I'm doing. Now, (laughs) because there are certain things you don't know about me, you don't know you're about to set yourself up problems. You probably don't know that that dress is a gift from somebody. So, you know, you don't know that the jewelry around my neck, you know, dripping in these expensive diamonds is probably, it's most likely a loan. From a jewelry Mm -hmm. company because i am their ambassador Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't know about the ambassadorship it hasn't been announced it's about to be announced maybe next week then you know you don't know these things then you just see what you think you're seeing you go and pivot and then you make a mess you will go to jail i'm just telling you (laughs) like (laughs) you go to jail so those are the things you know and and literally focus don't be afraid to ask questions don't copy anybody. Decide where you want to be and focus on that, right? And when you've decided who your target audience is, um, so that's how to find them, when you've decided who they are, There's literally just one thing. Speak to their desires. That is Mm -hmm. it. Literally. Speak to their desires. On a basic level, people want one of two things. They want to avoid pain or they want to achieve pleasure. Some products can do both. Mm. Some products can do both. And... You know, um, (laughs) I was on LinkedIn the other day and I saw, you know, some people talking about storytelling and how you have to tell stories and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but no, because (laughs) yeah. Okay. Let me give you an example, right? Say you sell aphrodisiacs, right? So uh, I don't know you, and you've decided, you know, you've done your market segmentation and you now think, okay, a young lady, maybe her 20s, she's trying to get married. She's with this guy that is cheating, his eyes are everywhere else. You know, she's trying to hold him. So you now tell her, just buy this chocolate or so, so, whatever, oysters, whatever, and that man will not leave you again. Okay, <laughs> fine. She'll buy it. Now, think of another woman who she's married. She knows she's the prize, she knows her husband loves her she knows the man is not going anywhere now how are you going to tell her that story of if you do this no man will leave you she's not afraid yeah, do you understand so <laughs> it's possible it's possible that she's your target market but the story you're telling she's not seeing herself in that story so of course she's moving away i mean yeah. how are you going to such a woman especially if you know she's in the proper income bracket she and her husband are in a proper income bracket that woman is not buying gold flavored, that be gold infused chocolates out of fear she might want it to spice things up or just just wants to experiment but this is what i'm talking about like storytelling in itself is not getting you anywhere Do <laughs> you get so yes you wanna you might want to say oh storytelling but the person you're talking to do they see themselves in that story so i'm gonna give yeah, i'm gonna give another example beauty products whether it's a cream or a a face wash or a toner or whatever now so again two women one in her 20s acne and sunburn did a strong thing so her on her graduation from uni she was so embarrassed that she could not take photos right mm-hmm. because obviously her face right then you have another woman this one is celebrating her 40th birthday she's married to a billionaire he's throwing at a huge party you know with people from a certain tax bracket and now, the story you're going to tell two of them is not the same. One is trying to avoid, you know, the pain that she, she continues to go through. Yeah. You know, the embarrassment. The other one wants to pepper all the bloggers in Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell them this. You know, you might have the same product, whether it's a cream or a face wash or whatever. It might work for both of them, but you can't tell them the same story. Because one just wants to, I don't know, just brighten up a bit or whatever, or just make her face glow, whatever that means. The other one just she's looking for something else. So you can't tell both of them the same story, right? And so that's the thing. When you've found your audience, your target audience, yeah, you identify them, but before they book you. You need to get their attention, the way you get their attention is by speaking to their desires. It doesn't matter what it is that you're selling. Um, I, I told my salespeople, you need to think of uh, potential customers as human beings because that's actually what they are. There are some things that people don't just go out to buy for the heck of it, right? They are going out because there's something that that thing promises them or whether rightly or wrongly they believe it promise and that's actually why they're buying it because that thing is speaking to their desires okay I reached out to you to get on this podcast
1: yeah
0: the first sentence in my message got your attention and it was deliberate yeah. <laughs> because I just assumed you're a busy person you do not have time to read 20 paragraphs to get to my point yeah and I needed to make Make you aware that I'm relevant to your audience. So I didn't start out with, "Hey, my name is this," blah blah blah. Like, my name is this, and uh, so, uh, how does that help me? <laughs> you know, I said, <laughs> I said what I do, but I made it very relatable to your audience. Yeah, because I know that's what you're looking for, right? So when I say um, speak to their desires. It can be anything like it can be, you can be an author. You need to speak to the desires of your target audience. Everybody is not a target audience, please. There's no such yeah. thing. Sort of, every woman with natural hair is not a target audience. Every dark skinned woman is not like all those things. They, on the same platform where I found you, yeah. um, another podcast that got in touch with me to ask me to be on their show. Now, <laughs> Where when this person introduced themselves, I just, I didn't want to answer. Because I don't understand what you're on about. Mm-hmm. He went, I know it's a he, because I went and I looked them up on Facebook. And they said, my name is XY. Like, he didn't even say his name. So he he actually said his name is the podcast name, okay. which is just pretentious and ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's, he's like, he would come to me and say, my name is... Rooted and robust podcast. No, it's not. (laughs) Then, next sentence was I mean, first of all, no greeting, nothing. I was like, okay, I am so and so podcast. Can you speak on XYZ topic? If you can, message me on Facebook. Mm
1: -hmm. And that
0: was the end yeah do you see what i'm saying okay, <laughs> when i say there's is, there's is, there is a way to speak to your target audience now uh because of my educational background i am actually somebody that might be able to help his listeners but because of the way he approached me i'm just like what kind of human being is this one like <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't you, like how can you even speak to people like this right mm-hmm. um so speak to their desires now why would i actually want to come and be on your podcast that's another thing right this is something that i had to learn the hard way as an author for instance so this is an example nobody but you cares that you've written a book or it like it that's just you
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, i've written a book ahead people only care about what that book is going to do for them. for them so for in and, and you need to make it very clear you need to like nobody has time to be guessing what you may or may not mean i think that some times in in trying to speak to people's desires sometimes we try and make it like you know make our language really unnecessarily flowery and long and we think we're being clever and cute but okay so say I was selling rakes and shovels and um, spades if I I actually want to sell that is what I would say I'm selling Mm -hmm. Because nobody is going to... Like, I could say something like, oh, I sell agricultural tools and instruments of excavation. And, like, <laughs> your your product will stay there. Do you understand? You're talking to yourself. <laughs> nobody is actually Googling agricultural tools of excavation. Nobody's looking for that. Yeah. Right? You need to speak to... Yes, you're speaking to their desires, but you need to say it in very clear language, whatever language, even if that is English or Pidgin, please speak the way that they speak. So that even, so that when they, uh, I mean, if you don't speak the way that they speak, you're not speaking to them clearly enough. So yes, you're highlighting their desires, but they don't understand what you're saying. And so what that means is they will pass you by, you have what they want, they'll pass you by and they won't even know, right? So let me give an example of... Someone who owns a restaurant, you have um lamb meat, and for some very weird reason, because I know this is not supposed to happen, it looks like chicken. Now, nobody who knows what lamb meat is supposed to look like. Even if they love lamb meat, they will kill for lamb meat, they will pass mm-hmm. to a chicken. They will not recognize lamb meat as chicken because it's not supposed to look like that, right? So in speaking to, you need to speak to their desires, you need to make it you know whatever it is that you're selling you need to make it relevant to them yeah. so they need to recognize themselves in the story that you're telling and when i say the story that you're telling it can be an image it can be just one one line it can be like a full story it can be a video they need to see themselves in that story that you're telling and obviously if you've got more than one um target audience that you segmented then if you need to you, you you're gonna have to do a different story for each one So speak to their desires. Clarity is very, very important. And relevance is key, absolutely key. It doesn't matter what, you know, you can go to different um, platforms um, that your target audience is on and you're not going to sell you can send out emails to someone who is actually your target audience and they'll just delete it because what's all this one, right? I would say literally from from the first um, sentence, make it relevant to them. Make sure that they are at least intrigued what it is that you're trying to sell. And it works for, I would say, anything. Anything that's a product. Now, what I normally say is... Martin is simply telling your who, so that's your target audience, what you want them to do, like what you want them to buy
1: mm-hmm.
0: or get, so that's um, what that thing will do for them and how they can use it, and then where and when they can get it. Now if there's three things, the what, how, where, when, you know, and who, this sorry, there's five things if they're not obvious in whatever material you're communicating, I don't know what you're doing, but it's not marketing. So whatever it is, um, you know, say you've written a book on anorexia, for instance, anorexia is 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 a very specific kind of eating disorder. Does it say that on the book cover? Or did you just write, oh, about... Did you give people the impression that it's about eating disorders in general? Then you just hope that the person who is buying it for a specific it's in, like you're how are they even going to find
1: it yeah
0: right it's not like if you've written so again crime fiction for instance um the different kinds of the subgenres. so there's hardboard crime there's cozy mysteries there's, there's thriller there's international crime if it is a cozy mystery why why are you calling it something else mm-hmm. because you think you're being clever and all that you're just going to capture a huge market and they will not mind, they will mind and they will drag you on Twitter, like people are not playing these days, just <laughs> to drag you and you just get depressed, so <laughs> you know, no because you know, yes some people read widely, um, especially within a particular genre, but sometimes like the person who is looking for this is just an example, most people looking for cozy mysteries, because cozy mysteries are yes somebody dies, sometimes in a violent way, but the Death doesn't happen on screen, so it's not that descriptive. So it's not that bad. It's not as bad as, say, international crime where, you know, people are going from one town or one city to the other to, like, stab or shoot. You know, so obviously that person's mindset is different. Then you now now tell them that the cozy mystery you wrote is international crime. It's not going to work, right? So literally, speak to their desires. They are trying to... Either avoid pain or achieve pleasure. You need to know what it is. In speaking to their desires, be clear. Make it as clear. Don't be down as much as possible, or else you just protect yourself. And then make sure that the story, whatever it is that you are telling them, so in speaking to their desires, that the story is relevant to them. Let the target audience see themselves in the story that you've come up
1: with as your marketing whatever it is so you you talked a great deal about how to um speak to your ideal clients i mean of course mm. getting them to see you as someone to either buy from or work with all right mm. but then i yeah. also want to ask you how do you build a relationship with your idea clients how do you continue because it's one thing to get them to buy from you. It's, one thing to, it's another thing to build a relationship with them that keeps this door open. So it's not a one-off thing. So it's a continuous thing with you and the client. So how do you build that relationship? What strategies would will you will you advise or what would, would you suggest that keeps that window of relationship open for you between you and your clients?
0: Okay, I feel like it actually depends on the client or the yeah, the customer in question and the type of product that it is, right? So if I buy soap, um, I don't expect, well, depending on how often I'm using it and the size that I bought, I don't expect you to hit me up next week, ask it, just, you know, just making small talk because you think it's run out. It hasn't. Right? So, um, but if it's something like water, um, so say you you buy bags of um, pure water and again, you know, that that would depend on the number of people in your house and you have it delivered to you on a certain day of the week. Mm -hmm. um, It kind of makes sense, especially if there is competition in quote, um, for your you know for your patronage it kind of makes sense uh, for the person who is selling to not ignore you for a whole month (laughs) because you know it it would have finished that you might have gone somewhere else so Mm -hmm. it really does depend on the actual Mm -hmm. you know on the actual consumer what it is that um they want the kind of person that they are sometimes it's not them specifically, but they are representing an organization, mm-hmm. and so your relationship—you know how sometimes your relation—it's your relationship with a particular person in an organization that actually determines whether you get contract or with the entire organization. Like you know, and so it—it it, it really depends. It, there's no one uh, one answer that fits all. Yeah. Sometimes people can use. Um, email marketing so for you know maybe every week or whatever they send an email not necessarily saying buy something but just you know catching up and sometimes even getting ideas for their next product or their next offering from the interaction that they have with people on their email list sometimes it's again um the way the thing with a personal branding thing right so again if you are posting. Anything, for instance, just wasn't anything on LinkedIn then. That are not in line with the problem that you say you're solving, then it's going to be very difficult for people to take you seriously because sometimes people don't buy the very first time that they see you. Right? But they might have found you, then you know they they might get confused or they'll just go, okay, this was the far, this one is not serious, and they'll go somewhere else. So. Again, it, it's the personal branding thing. You need to be sure exactly who it is that you're serving. Start where you are,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but focus on where it is that you're going. And that that is in, in serving whomever it is that you're really serving. So I'll give an example. Say you sell, I don't know, like you sell oranges and strawberries, you know, like fruits. And that's what you can do right now. So you're selling at a farmer's market, but... At some point in the future, you would like to supply to um, supermarkets, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, but because you know it's a farmer's market or it's a very small store that you have, you just treat it anyhow. Um, you know, if you tell a customer, oh, I will get your strawberries by 10 a.m. tomorrow, come 10 a.m., 10 a.m., they'll come and they will not meet your store open. You will now come at 12, no, you'll be behaving anyhow. Oranges, today they are good, tomorrow you just behave anyhow. Now, you know, the place that you're targeting, they're just, they're never, even if your oranges are really delicious and your strawberries are great, they're going to be too afraid to want to have a hand in your elevation because your behavior, the way you're behaving, is going to tell badly on them Mm -hmm. as well, right? Even if you're not targeting a supermarket, like, you that's big, I just want to serve, you know, those people around me, a day will come when somebody who knows somebody who goes to that farmer's market will have a, a party. They're going to need fresh oranges. You are not the one they're going to call mm-hmm. because of the way. Because they'll just say, "Oh, this one." When I hire this one, now who knows? Maybe we'll be waiting for the oranges. The oranges mm-hmm. for the next three days, yeah. and they're going, to, they're going to embarrass my guests and and all that. So it's literally um, keep uh, you know start where you are. But keep an eye on wherever it is that you're going and so you 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 obviously you carry your target audience along because you know that, right?
1: Awesome. Now you, you, you said talking on this when you, you talked about your personality, how you approach your business, um and how in fact how you take mm. your how seriously you take your business. So I uh, I I want yeah. to expand on that. So what what would you say would differentiate someone from a competitor like how do you differentiate yourself as the the business owner now from a possible competitor and show value to your ideal clients we are targeting the same kind of people we are all going with the same kind of product Mm. so how do i make myself first pick from every other person out there
0: Okay. So this is going to sound very strange, but I don't actually believe that I have competition in terms of, I mean, I know that there are other people who might offer, who might seem like they're offering the same thing that I I'm offering, but I don't believe that, that that's actually true. Okay. And the reason is that the people read my work and they say, you remind me of Tim And i've read her work and i can see why they would think that but we're not the same right um the way that we write the way that we speak the way we're we're not the same chimamanda is in the u.s that's the way that she writes, even with the terms and the spellings i write british english and so yes someone might think oh that's competition but the truth is that if you're really my person even if you don't have enough funds for both, if you're really my person, you're going to buy mine. You're not going to buy hers. And if you're really not my person and you have one, then I don't want you because you're going to come with expectations that I can't meet. Right. I feel like everything that I've done has prepared me to be the businesswoman that I am today. And that is with my education, with the, um, with the experiences that I've had, I've done work in magazines at different levels. I've been a radio hostess. I've done all that. And so when, I'm I'm going to give an example with something that's quite, it's quite rich at the moment, and that's podcasts, right? So one of the products, or one of the offerings that my company has is called the Fiala Storyteller Podcast Production Package. And I list out a number of things that, um, you know, that, that the package contains. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's not just those things that matter. It's the fact that I'm involved, for instance, right? You, I mean, somebody who comes and wants the podcast production package, they don't just want it because it is a podcast production package. Nobody's doing that. Yeah. They're doing that for other reasons. Other things that might look inconsequential to some other person who thinks, oh no, why are you going to buy that? But this is really important to them. So one of the things that we offer, for instance, is a consultation. And that consultation is with me, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm somebody who's, um, I've been on radio in London and have had listeners in over 66 countries. When you see that, you're going to be like, Okay, so she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. As opposed to somebody who just says, Oh, will we, will we just we just got a record, we'll go and put it up online. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> so I don't actually believe in competition because I don't I don't actually want something that belongs to somebody else. It will give you problems. It's very simple. You know, I'm gonna use this as an example because I had it somewhere, but even in relationships, right? A man is like a pair of jeans right? Mm-hmm. Now, some jeans, some jeans, depending on the style, will either fit you correctly or they will cut off your blood circulation. It's very simple. No matter, you can be looking <laughs> fine. Even a pair of shoes, you know, you know how you can wear a pair of shoes? You know that this thing is killing you. You cannot move. But because of the way you look at the shoes, people are telling you, yes, queen, like, and you're posing a stump. And even when you take off those shoes, finally, you, your feet and your toes are still aching, right? It was not for you. It looked good, but it wasn't for you. And so that's how sometimes even, you know, people get themselves in certain kinds of relationships, including working relationships that they shouldn't, because they're thinking of this, you know, they have this competition mindset too. If I don't do it, this other person will make it just stick out. Make it just stick out. You will find out why that person, you find out the hard way, why that person was not supposed to be yours. I honestly believe, you know, if something is, is right for me, and sometimes, You know, it's actually right for you, but the timing, this is a huge thing, the timing is off, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes people give up because they're like, oh, nobody's buying, nobody's watching. No, people are watching, but sometimes people don't actually say anything until they are definitely ready to buy. Maybe they're still checking around, they're asking questions and all that. Of course, you know, you're going to have the time wasters who just come and, and, and They'll keep asking you the same questions over and over again and they want to pick your brain for free. But it really is about understanding that as long as you have something that is valuable, there's somebody looking for it, that it it doesn't matter how ridiculous somebody else thinks it is, you'll be very surprised at the kinds of things people are paying for. Like things yeah. that you will just be like, nobody would pay for that. But people are going to pay huge money for that. Whatever yeah. huge money is to them because they value it. And so it's about placing value in yourself and understanding what you are actually offering and communicating that value to your target audience after you found them, but before they book you. Because like I said, you know, with the podcast production package, for instance, we're not just podcast production package like what we say is you know this is a package that um we help you to package and position your podcast per series right or per season mm-hmm. so that you can um so that you can gain influence impact and income this is a very specific thing we are not telling you that yes we're, we're going to edit the podcast and we'll just post it. We, we're going to do that but that is not the value Right, and so when we've laid out the value like that, if you are a person, then that means your goals aligned with what we've set out. Then of course, you're you're going to come and um, buy from us. But if not, then we don't want you. I've I've been in situations where I've gotten um, customers that now I'm like, get me out of this like this is this was a horrible mistake mm-hmm. i don't want to have to deal with this you know there are some clients or some customers that just make you know okay so old village people are no longer in the village. they're now <laughs> surrounded. they're now surrounding me this is horrible um and when somebody is in a scarcity mindset that's more likely to happen that you will pick a customer it's not yours so I'm thinking back now and actually some of the times like the times I've made the most ridiculous mistakes have been when I felt financially under pressure um and then ended up with a client that I'm like don't come near me again um and and even not done due diligence I mean there's one or there was one that. He actually was in the news, and this is not just trending on social media, whatever. He actually was in the news for committing a crime that was so heinous that I had to read this thing more than once Mm. to understand. It was really bad. And I started looking at the dates and I went, hang on, this thing happened before this guy hired me. Why didn't I check what was going on in my life that I did? Because if I had done a Google search, that thing would have come up. It's really that bad. So basically he, you know, and this happened in the US, but it was a British newspaper that carried it. And he did it at a time when I was still living the UK full time. So I should have seen it if I looked at it, he abused somebody. So he beat up his pregnant wife Mm. while he Oh, it gets worse while he was driving like (laughs) that is not somebody that i would work for like i would let it so i don't know why you know and he actually went to court and there was a conviction blah 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 in fact um i think what happened because he is a black man um somebody saw him a white guy saw him of course he lives in a state where guns are you know so the, the white guy actually pistol whipped him so Pointed a gun at him, and of course, when the police came, what they saw was white, beefy guy pointing a gun at a black guy. White guy has to be the aggressor, so they arrested the um, the white guy, who is, from what I understand, is actually ex-marine or ex-army or something. Mm. But the white guy had a wife with him, who actually said, "No, this is what happened." And they looked. Unfortunately, the pregnant woman was bleeding. And so, you know, so of course this made news and it went to court and everything. Now, the reason that I'm saying this is I'm a woman who believes firmly in women's rights. There is no way on the planet that I would have done a Google search, seen that and let this guy hire me, right? It, so it's that thing of, if you are at a place where you are not complete, you're not thinking straight, whether you are, whether you're hungry or angry or you're feeling lonely yeah. or tired mm-hmm. or you are or you're, or you're under pressure, chances of you thinking, oh my gosh, competition is is everywhere are high, and then you're gonna pick the wrong client. So if, if they're for you, they will find, you know, you will find a way, they will find a way. If they're not Believe me, you don't want they
1: them. You are not. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you, you talked a, a great deal on on how you also position yourself because that's the thing. If you are you, then your clients will come for you. If they are not yeah. yours, then definitely we don't want them.
0: <laughs> so yeah, you don't. I, I, exactly. And you don't want to... And this is another thing that people people make, make this mistake where they see somebody that seems to be... Um, succeeding at something and then they just clone themselves to to look like and act like and speak like that person but Mm. like i said if you don't know somebody's motivation budget and network then you don't know what they are doing and and people are not customers are not stupid they will know that something is wrong they will know that you're a counterfeit and why would anybody
1: want to be with a counterfeit? (laughs)
0: will buy because it's counterfeit and and you know you know it's like people who buy fake designers of course the price is not the same but people who want the real thing they're not going to see you and respect you and buy from you right they're going to buy from because they're going to be like well if you're the counterfeit even if they haven't seen the real thing they're like if you're the counterfeit the original must exist i'm just going to keep checking and then they're going to go spend their money with the original Mm. so that's why i said don't copy anybody you don't you know whatever it is that you have you might need some polishing you might need to take some courses or whatever but you're not useless you're you're really not there is value in you and in what it is that you offer Mm
1: -hmm. awesome wow thank you so much Esther we have had an amazing time I mean we've gone from we've gone everywhere with this conversation really from (laughs) uh, from being the person to be hired, to so keeping the relationship open to so the kind of person you should be really. and also not forgetting that everyone is not for you. Not every customer um, is meant to work with you or buy from you. So having that in mind is amazing. All right, thank you so much yes. this is what we call it a day today. We have had an amazing time really. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for
0: thank you for having me.
1: All right, people, I will talk to you again next week, of course, with another guest discussing something of value, something that will inspire, inform, or educate you. My name is Suzema Anyodi, and you have been listening to Reset and Robots Podcast. Have a beautiful week. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.